truly I say unto you, whoever welcomes one of these little ones in my name might be letting in a murderer or a drug. Let's get her to a detention center. You know, so we can figure out what's going on. I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. And behold, now I'm all lazy and entitled. You shouldn't have done that. Do unto others as you suspect they might want to do unto you. Why do you look at the speck of dust in your brother's eye, but ignore the plank in your own? Because of her emails. Yes. If a man strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him and shoot him. That is the law. If you want to be perfect, go. Sell all the possessions that you have and give the money to a solid mutual fund. By this, they will know that you are my disciples. That you say, Merry Christmas! Christ Christmas! That's my name in there and I put it in there because I wanted it in there so we could all celebrate Big Boy Jesus' birthday time! Okay? Okay. Rabbi, Rabbi, surely you can heal me. My child, of course I could, but who would pay for it? What? I don't understand. I don't have any money. Yes, it is a sad story, but it does not make me responsible. by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the central university. A study on everybody welcome to episode 259 of the Arn jacob america podcast i am your host in the place to be mr jacob p and sitting right across from me is the lovely the beautiful the sexually attractive mr the brown recluse mr art trail art say hello to the millions and millions how's it going everyone hope you guys are doing well happy fourth of july everyone um guys go to cavemancoffee.com check out their entire inventory they got the coffee beans they got the hibiscus tea they got the cacao butter they got uh, I don't know. They have pretty much everything. Sweatpants, hats. Uh, go ahead and buy it. Use promo code AMERICA at checkout. Um, I personally like the hibiscus tea. I need to order some more. It's been a while since I've had any. Uh, but I'm going to I'm gonna order some now that I think about it. Uh, so 
go ahead and take a picture of yourself drinking the Kaviskas tea, drinking the coffee, wearing the sweatpants, wearing the hats. Use uh, hashtag Art and Jacob Do America and tag them, tag us. We appreciate it. They appreciate it. And once again, use promo code America at checkout to receive 15% off. Boom. And speaking of sponsors, guys, make sure you check out our lovely sponsor all the way across the other side of the world. Across who, the pond. Yeah, who's ex- who they're experiencing their winter. It's like officially winter over there in South Africa. But go ahead and check out sukarapparel.com where the great and powerful Nicole Smith-Bosch has put together a lovely array of merchandise that she designed with her own two blood diamond digging hands. So check that out. Put everything in the cart that your heart desires. Uh, and when you go to checkout, make sure you enter promo code Art and Jacob. And Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase. But guys, we're not here to talk about blood diamonds or hibiscus teas or even Jesus Fuentes. Surprisingly, we didn't, you know, uh, shout him out this time. But yeah, but we're not here to talk about him today. Uh, but before we get into today's topic, we have a very, very special guest. Uh, no, Art it didn't get a doppelganger. No, Art it didn't, you know, jump into the multiverse and, you know, bring in his his clone. Uh, but today we have a very special guest that I have known since around 1999-ish uh, from uh, the good old East Bakersfield High School, home of scholars and champions. Everybody put your hands together for the great and powerful Emmanuel. Emmanuel, say hello to the millions. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Just uh, thank you. Jacob and Art, man, I appreciate being here. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. Hello, hello, hello. You you have a podcast as well? I I I, I have like quote unquote. I have a podcast, right? It's out there. Um, years ago, uh, I had a thing called the Struck Gold Podcast, um, and you know, I had a good number of episodes, and I was getting people on and, and talking to people. The whole premise behind that one was uh, um, looking for the gold. In, in, in things, right? Like look for the hidden gold in a, in a world full of dirt. Look for the good things in life. And I would interview and talk to people. Um, like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's find, find the gold in Star Wars, right? And so, um, but uh, that we did that for a number of years from uh, 20, gosh, 20, I want to say maybe 2013 Whoa. to maybe 2015, something. I maybe, I don't, the, the years are fuzzy. Um, and then uh, What's yeah. that? A pioneer. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe. Um, it's still out there. If you Google it, it's out there. But like, you know, I didn't pay for the, you know, to keep it on the the, the hosting site or whatever. So Google has it somewhere in its cache, cash deal there. But um, I've done that. I've done some podcasts here and there with friends. Um, I, I love talking and, you know, whatever. I, I'll, I, I sometimes I talk too much. But yeah, a little podcast here and there. And now I'm with you. With you, yes. Art. I guess we look Woo! like. I, according to I Jacob, I didn't, we're, we're, I didn't think so. I can't grow a beard. I can't grow I, facial I, hair. It's probably the good looks, man. He said that you look good, look good looking guy. So it's, that's probably what it is. Thanks, yeah. The similarities. Yeah, Doctor Strange went we, out there and grabbed a variant. We we both have hats on. That's that's pretty cool. We both wear glasses. I guess that's good enough. Well, what are you trying brown? to say, Jacob? All Mexicans look alike. <laughs> anyway, yeah, man. What are we here to talk about today, Art? I don't know. Um, so this is your topic, man. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, you mentioned this to me. I was like American Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I Googled American Jesus. Uh, a bunch of like strange things came up. I found the movie American Jesus. Uh, I watched like the first 20 minutes of it. 
and uh, that's and then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna. I know. I know who Jesus is. I know where America <laughs> is. So that's <laughs> that's all the research I need. There you go. No, um, no. But I pitched this topic to you, both of you actually, uh, just because I had been watching a lot of uh, Emmanuel. I've been watching a lot of like your stories, like on Instagram and whatever. And like I was saying, like on the Patreon episode. Man, you're like one of those dudes that like always sticks out in my mind. I'm like, dude, that, that I love that guy. I wish I was better friends with that guy. And like, you know, during like the whole like Black Lives Matter protests and you know all the craziness that was 2020 or whatever. Like, I really enjoy like just watching your stories and uh, you know watching for your opinions on things because there's like a lot of similarities there and whatnot. And you posted something I think I believe like a, a month or so ago where. You know, it was basically talking about that, like how like there's this like Americanized version of Jesus or Christianity or whatever. And like that really struck a chord with me just because it's like I grew up, you know, in the church and, you know, very religious and whatnot. And there was always things that just like you would, we would learn something in the Bible and then like I would see it put into practice and it would just morph into something totally different that was almost anti-Christian, anti-Jesus or whatever. And it always kind of rubbed me the wrong way and kind of like pushed me away from ever like, you know, being ever like a part of a church. And it was kind of always like a theme, like I noticed, like even like when I was older and I had a girlfriend that would make me go to Valley Bible Church or whatever. And like I would sit there and I would listen to, you know, the preach preachers say stuff. And I was like, that's not what the Bible was talking about. You know, it wasn't talking about like, if you do this, God will bless you with a four story home and a BMW three series or whatever. And I was just like, I don't think that's what Jesus's message, sir. So that's what I meant by the topic American Jesus. Yeah. That, and that's good, man. Uh, and I appreciate those things that you said. I, I really do. Um, uh, thank you. It's very, uh, very heartfelt, man. I feel that I feel that through the, through this, uh, this man-made uh, internet uh, fiber optics. Yeah. Fiber optics, man. I feel that. So thank <laughs> you so much for saying that. Um, no, you know, it. thank you. And I, I know that. Thank you so much, man. I feel it. Um, I, yeah, man. And I think, man, when I think about like Christianity, cause I still today consider myself a, a, a Christian today uh, with an asterisk, I think at the <laughs> end of that, uh, because I think that when I, when I think about my own faith, um, it's so much different than, I mean, you know, I don't know. I think everyone knows that this is like Bakersfield, California, right? Your, your podcast is, is based here. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, looking just at like Bakersfield alone and understanding that the, the demographics of Bakersfield, the very conservative, yeah. everyone's a Christian, everyone goes to church kind of thing. Right. Um, my, my Christianity, my faith, uh, looks so much different. Uh, than, than your average uh, Bakersfieldian, uh, as they say, right? And so, and I think that, you know, uh, uh, you know being 36 now uh, and coming a long way uh, in, in, from when I used to think in high school or even younger, uh, being in youth group and whatnot, and being, as you say, kind of like really kind of like pulling things apart, um, you know, and really kind of like, you know, asking questions, right? asking questions, which I think that uh, many churches, not, I won't say all, um, but many, a majority of churches are very afraid when you start asking questions, well, what about this? Well, what about that? What does it really say? Uh, and I think that my story, if I can just like speak on it just a little bit, you speak know, on it. speak on it. Thank you. I will, you know, my parents, I mentioned in the Patreon episode, like my parents are, um, are, are immigrants from Mexico um, Michoacan, Guadalajara, right? That's where they're from. That's where my people oh, are. Dang. 
So, uh, and, you know, I was the first born. That makes sense. <laughs> or, do you have family from there, Art? Uh, not from not from those areas, but oh, I, right, I, right. I just. Uh, but yeah, those are those are. That's where the where the food is spicy and delicious, though. Come on, man. Come on. And there was beautiful. Gu- Guadalajara. I, I mean, most of my family, like my grandparents, still live in Mexico City. So, I mean, that's the food that I I am accustomed to. But like Guadalajara has a uh, you know they they have their say when it comes to Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you know that's the that's what I those are my parents. Yeah. Uh, and they found their they grew up Catholic, and they found their faith uh in in around high school era um and when they were working in the fields here in america uh, when they came over and you know someone introduced jesus to them right someone introduced jesus to them and then they started going to you know christian church and being christians and uh and i remember growing up uh and you know again with immigrants there's a certain stereotype of like they're very kind of like traditional very old school very like hey you know like They'll spank you, right? They'll, they'll do yeah. something, or like, you can't do this, you can't do that, right? And so growing up um, with that type of, I guess, mentality um, and religious, they were very hardcore about their religion. Uh, something that they would tell me, and this is just an example, hey, it's a sin to drink alcohol, period. It's a sin to drink alcohol. Don't ever drink. Don't ever drink. Uh, it's a sin to drink alcohol. Um, your grandpa died because he was a drunkard. He drank all the time and it messed up his liver and that's why he's dead. I'm like, okay, like, you know, freaking out, right? Like, shoot, like, I don't yeah. want to die like my grandpa, right? Yeah. You know, my, I, my grandpa died when I was like six, four, six, seven or something like that. Oh, like, wow. oh my gosh, like, I don't want to, you know, put that's the fear trauma. of God in me, right? And so, uh, and that's something that I grew up with and I, I always wanted to stay away from. And so in high school, in high school, I'll say all that to say in high school, I, 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 I stopped and I, and I thought to myself, maybe I was like a freshman or a sophomore at, at good old East High, right? I stopped myself and yeah, that's right, East High, <laughs> class of 2003, let's go. Um, mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I stopped myself and I asked myself, is that true? Is that real? Is that real? Are my parents telling me the truth that drinking alcohol is a sin? And so like, I just started like, you know, not only just like reading the English words in the Bible, right? But just kind of like looking at, because all of those texts come from a very ancient language, Greek Arab, and Hebrew. In uh, Aramaic. And, yeah. And, you know, and, and there's different pieces and it's all kind of like different, different things put together, right? But uh, to make this one coherent book, right? Um, but, you know, just kind of looking at those scriptures that my parents would talk about, even uh, there was a thing cause I, I grew up punk rock, like in high school, like super punk rock. Right. And I still consider myself punk rock or whatever, but you know, in high school, I wanted to shop at, uh, uh Goodwills, like thrift stores. Right. And that's mm-hmm. something that I wanted to do, but my parents would never take me and they would use Bible verses that say you will not. And I can't quote it off the top of my head, but essentially it's, you will not wear the same clothes as, as sinners don't wear those same clothes at all. And so that prevented me or prevented my parents or from me going into thrift stores to shop, right? It prevented me from going in and enjoying a glass of wine or, or a beer, right? Uh, not saying that high school students should drink. I, I, <laughs> yeah. think, I think they shouldn't. If, <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. You know, right? But a lot of high school kids do or whatever. But either, either way, I went into high school saying, man, drinking alcohol is not okay, period. At, not even a little bit. It's just all bad. 
um, and I'm not allowed to wear these certain clothes because some other bad person, some sinner wore them, right? And so that's the questions that I'm talking about. It's just like, man, like, is that real? Is that what it's saying? And then it turns out, no, it's no, not it's what not. it's saying. It's all right to drink, right? I mean, and Jesus, even if, like, Jesus turned water into wine too. It's just like, okay, there's there's wine flowing through the fucking God's son. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you mean to tell me that God's son can drink? But no, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus can drink and I can't, right? Um, but we'll go ahead. And one thing too I wanted to say too is like there's like this theme, like, you know, that when we kind of like touch on like religious topics or whatever, and I always feel like really conservative people, like they have a tough time uh deciphering analogies or deciphering, you know, art or analogies in art and whatnot, right? So like they take things very literal, like that verse that you were talking about. Like I've heard that verse, you know, growing up, but we didn't interpret it that way. Like, Oh, you can't shop at Goodwill because those sinners were wearing it or whatever. And it's like, well, how do you know? But like it, you know, like I, I remember like growing up, like I was very into hip hop and metal music and there'd be a, a song. And for the life of me, I can't just pick up one out of the, the millions that are out there or whatnot. And, you know, my mom or my mom's cousin would be like, oh, they're talking about Satan or something, you know, evil or whatever. Like, well, actually, they're talking about like police brutality here and they're making an analogy using, you know, something more fantastical to bring in the audience or whatever. And I look at the Bible as well. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that are lost in translation. And the Bible does a good, you know, the writers, you know, of the different books within the Bible, they do a lot of like analogy, like where it's just like you know they might be saying like don't wear the clothes of a sinner but i look at that of like oh no they're making an analogy like don't take on the baggage of what other sinners don't don't do what sinners are doing they're not literally talking about like hey dude you can't hey dude you can't wear his chonies because hey you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna be an adulterer too like you're gonna kiss crab dude (laughs) you know your 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 upbringing sounds i want to say exactly like mine but obviously like you know you know hispanic parents you know, coming from like working like low income, you know, my, 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 my family was like super like low income when, when, when I was younger and like they got really into, I mean, they were Catholic since like before, like my parents met, you know, like mom was, my mom was like in a Catholic school and all this stuff. And then once my, once my parents got older, I don't know how, I don't know when it happened. I, I must've been just a child, but they were introduced to like, to like the Mormon religion and they went all in on, on the Mormon religion. Like we all got baptized in it and in the Mormon religion, I don't know how it is. But don't they baptize babies like in when they're baby, when like babies are born in Catholic religions, well in the Mormon religion, you get baptized, I think at age eight or yeah, I want to say age eight. So up until that the, you take all these like training classes and like you have to like you know do an interview with like your 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 uh guy that's in charge of the church whatever that role is called um <laughs> so like you do all these things and, and like in hindsight like looking back at it i think like at age eight and i'm making this decision to get baptized i'm not really making this decision like i'm not old enough to like buy a beer i'm not old enough to make a decision like this of course, you know, at age eight, I'm just doing what my parents tell me. I'm believing what my parents tell me to believe in. So, of course, I'm not going to be like, no, I don't want to get baptized. I'm I'm good with this. 
And even then I, I didn't want to get baptized. I was like, I don't really understand this. Like, you know, we should be at home watching fucking Saturday morning cartoons or Sunday morning <laughs> cartoons or whatever. X-Men's on right now, dude. Like, <laughs> like I didn't really understand it. I never felt that passion. And uh, to me, like a lot of the times I, I, to this day, I think I, I, I bring it up sometimes. Like there's things I really want to be passionate about. I want to like, really like be involved in things. Like I really want to feel you know, the passion, whenever someone speaks on, on a, on a topic or we have them on here, like, I want to make sure that they're like, this is truly what they're into. And so like, I guess at the time I didn't feel that I didn't know how to express that feeling as a kid back then, but I didn't really feel it. Like it didn't connect with me. Like Mormonism didn't connect with me. And then after years, you know, my parents had to work on Sundays anyway. So like, we didn't really go to church. So basically after that, we kind of grew up without church in general. Like it was, yeah, I just believe, you know, be a good person. And my parents always like, emphasize that like we kept a lot of the mormon beliefs in our family like you know like eating as a family was a must like that's like a thing in, in mormon religions and i still keep that like with me like you know i just had dinner with my entire family like my sisters and everybody like we all sat down and had dinner just like that's like a thing we still do because it's like a must like whether we believe it's mormon or not whatever like it is a must in our family because that's just what it is but that is one of the things i do feel passionate about I don't feel passionate about like the undergarments that Mormons wear. Like, I don't understand that. Like, it's not something I feel like a connection with, with God, whatever God may be, whatever you want to portray God as, as, as an energy or as an actual being in outer space above in the clouds, whatever you want to, whatever your image is of God. I always think that there's like this weird connection, not weird, but like, a connection that I can't understand because I don't think my brain is developed and I don't think human brains are developed enough to understand that connection with that higher power. But, but I think we all feel it at some point in our lives. We all feel that, that like beautiful connection with nature and with our siblings, with our parents, with our past loved ones, whatever it may be. Different cultures have different names for it. You know, like you know, Mexicans call it Dia de los Muertos and all these things that you just want to connect to this thing. And it's not really like a religious thing, but you feel it like you feel it in your gut or your soul or whatever you want to call it. And those are the things I always really tried to connect with even now, like in, in my life. But like religion is one of those things that just, you know, at that age, after like age, you know, 11 or 12 or something, we stopped going to church. So I didn't really have that connection. Like maybe you guys did. My parents didn't really emphasize anything. Obviously, I wasn't allowed to drink. My parent, I still don't drink in front of my mom because it's like it always feels like I'm letting her down if I drink in front of her. So I still have some of those like old school beliefs in me, but I don't like, but they're definitely weren't as like intense. Like yours sounds intense. Like I, I, my, <laughs> me and my older sister used to go to like thrift stores and buy like used clothes. So the whole thing, like that whole like punk rocker thing or whatever, like. So I remember like I went to Highland and I would find like old Highland high t-shirts from like 93 and be like, oh, dude, this is so sick. I'm going to wear like this old school like Highland high shirt just to like mess with like people. I don't know. Like it just felt cool to me at the time. And I was like, yeah. cool. But uh, but yeah, my parents didn't care what I wore pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, and it's it's and I love that. And I, and I think we even what you had to say there, Art, I think is, is very beautiful. Just like kind of like understanding like, hey, like different folks, different religions, they, they the way that they understand the greater or something that's out there. Right. Uh, I think that's uh, that that's beautiful. I think that um, and, and bringing it back to kind of like how my parents were, they used they used religion to kind of like control me. Right. They try to like hey, stay, stay right here. 
there was not a lot of room to kind of like, you know, play or to like experiment or do whatever, or to you know, not even like experiment kind of sounds bad. Like I'm going to do like Coke off a hooker or something like that, you know, <laughs> yeah, like I'm not talking about like that. Like, you know, I'm eight years old. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, this, this feels good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh boy. Um, but, uh, uh, but, you know, just being able to like, even like in the punk rock phrase, right. In the, in not phase, it's not a, it's not a phase mom. Uh, <laughs> um, in my punk rockness, you know, looking at those clothes or like, oh man, like I want to like, I want to go to these concerts. I want to go to shows. I want to go to Jerry's pizza. Right. Um, and, but they would use religion to kind of like control that. Like, oh, is that a Christian? Is there a Christian, Christian band playing over there? Is it? No, it's not. Well, then you can't go. It's like really like yeah. making that box smaller and smaller. And so kind of like all that to say, um, you know, and we're talking about like American Jesus. Right. And uh, looking how uh, Christianity in American culture, it's literally that I am going to use what this book says in order to have control over the masses right uh in 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 even uh how uh, how government works mm-hmm. how 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 uh just like living life how my neighbors should be um and uh, how when when this should be this is okay but this is not okay and um using using words using english words again like how i mentioned before like a lot of people are reading english without really like diving into historical context uh, or, or even what the words are really trying to mean Correct. Uh, with, without looking at the background of stuff. And like, again, I'm no expert. I'm not, I'm not some guy who says like, I have friend, I have a friend who's a PhD in this stuff. Right. And I listen to him, but that's the thing I listen uh, and just being able to listen to folks who are smarter and who have a very open mind and be like, Hey, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you can believe whatever you want to believe. Right. But why are you taking this thing and trying to dictate my life with it if I don't believe the same things? Um, and so just like drinking, like I still don't drink at, at 36 years old. I have not touched a, a lick of alcohol. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like psychological in my brain. Like, like, dang, <laughs> man, like my parents messed me up a little bit, you know, like, dang, like, you know, like, but I'm not going to force like my wife to be like, no, nah, no, nah, you're, you're not drinking. This family doesn't drink. That's how I feel like, like, like in in Mormon religion, like it is, it's anything that modifies your body, like, you know, caffeine. Yeah. Like anything like that, like your body is perfect. Like God already made you perfect. Like you're not supposed to modify anything. So like tattoos are just my entire life. I wanted to get a tattoo like so bad, but I know it would like, I know it would break my mom's heart. So like, I never, I've even like attempted it or anything like that. So like tattoos are one of those things that's just like, well, it's, it's out of the question. I'm already in my mid thirties, so like my cool years are over, anyways. Like <laughs> it's all downhill from here, anyways. So like <laughs> tattoos, like you know, it ain't gonna happen because it, it's just it's gonna look lame in a few years, anyways, for me. So that that skin don't get younger. So like, um, so yeah, I don't know. Oil of Olay. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, a part of me is like, I wish I would have done that, and another part of me is like. Yeah, but it doesn't really like, you know, I don't know. There's no tattoo in the world that I can think of that would mean more than my mom. So, like, there's really no point to get one at this point. <laughs> so. Right, right. And I'm the same there, same there with alcohol. Like, I've never had it. Why jump in now? Right. I, I just, why? 
why, why, why? But again, that came from, again, and it sounds like art kind of similar, growing up in a certain way and being told a certain thing and then moving in that direction. Um, and so to, uh, to do that within your family, that's like, that's one thing, right? You're, you're, tell, you're trying to have your kids grow up to be the best people as possible, right? Even though it might be uh, toxic, a little bit toxic, a little bit not okay, right? To kind of, right? Helicopter parenting, right? Yeah, as they yeah. say, you know? Uh, it, it, and even looking at science, being able to kind of like, you don't want to be super strict, but you don't want to be super like, eh, do whatever the heck you want. Yeah, go ahead and, you know. Play on the freeway. Crash. Yeah, play on the freeway while you're, you know, doing math or something like that at, at 10. But, but um, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you got to find that balance and there's science behind it and all these different things. But you'll have folks again, like you know, um, my growing up in the '90s, uh, there was a a, a Christian uh, doctor. His name was Dr. James Dobson. I don't know if you you y'all have ever heard of him. My mom used to live and die by his words. Yes, mm. it sounds mm-hmm. familiar, but I've never I'd maybe yeah. just seen it on yeah, a trailer or something. Yeah, he's he's like super popular in like the evangelical crowd. Yeah very popular in his in in the 80s and 90s and that's when you know i was born in 85 so mm-hmm. that's what my parents like turned to at that point and you had this dr james dobson talking about how families should be right this is how they should be this is how they should live their life focus and being on the heavily what's that is his show is called focus on the family yeah correct focus on the family huge thing that this thing it's still going uh but People look back on that today and the things that he has said and and the things that focus on the family has done. It's like, yo, like that's like, that wasn't okay to do. Right. And, and so, um, what do you you mean by that? Cause I don't really know anything about like, what was he preaching? Essentially kind of like how my parents were telling me how to live. Like you, you, you can't, you know, you can't, uh, what does he say? Christian living was his, avenue christian uh-huh. living and how a family should be uh you know you have to don't get a divorce definitely don't get a divorce you have it has to be between a man and a woman married um your your children if they don't uh they need to listen to you every step of the way if they don't listen to you they have to be disciplined in a certain way um and there's uh countless of other examples that the man is always right kind of thing that the, oh, wow. all, like it's very like patriot or patriotic but it was, it was that too <laughs> that's jacob's patriotism <laughs> <laughs> it was that too everybody but uh, um uh yeah it was very patriot patriot i can't i i know what i'm trying to say but it won't come out patriarchy patriarchy there you uh-huh. go very very much that um kind of chauvinistic but like in a passive aggressive way kind of thing like they'll say it with a <laughs> wink and a smile like, it sounds very straightforward i actually didn't think it was like well, i was like but Damn, the way dude. he delivers it like as a kind you know humble old man that you know i have a phd in this and uh when i went to you know theologian school this is just how you know you should be and then this is what is in the bible like but like would use like misinterpretations of uh, it to like fit you know uh his agenda for how a family should oh, be yeah, which yeah. is like kind of like to get even kind of racism oh, too because it, it was very like this is how you know the european way should yeah, be or whatever you, there was one time i was listening to my mom listen to this 
and it was very much talking about like what you guys were talking about, like, you know, about Mexican culture and African-American culture. And you need to uh, distance yourself from your old deep rooted ways where, you know, your past relatives used to worship deities, pagan icons and whatnot that were not godly, you know, that were actually demonic yeah. and that like generational, uh, you know, cursing has, it's the reason why you oh, guys dude. are all poor. And I'm pretty sure my, uh, my, uh, ancestors used to like sacrifice people on, <laughs> on pyramids, <laughs> but, oh, um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably, but I just got lucky. We didn't get, but it was his reason for why, like, Oh, that's why you guys are on welfare and yeah. government dependent. And you, you living in ghettos and shooting each other and doing drugs you, and stuff. You, as you say that there's a, there's this quote. I grew up a big X-Files fan and, and I don't know if uh, Mulder from the X-Files qu quoted this from somewhere else, but he says it in the X-Files. And I've always held it to be true where he says, like, even the devil can quote scripture to fit his purpose. And I've always felt that to be true where it's like, you know, you see that a lot with like that guy or, you know, Donald Trump or whatever it may be. Like Donald Trump's been married like four times and like, you yeah. know, like we don't know how many abortions he paid for since then. Like, you know, like it just seems like, you know, one of the most like ungodly people that, you know, a dude that's been sued for like not letting black people stay at his properties, like mm -hmm. is the president of the United States, is the dude holding the Bible, is the dude that like Christians want to emulate. It's a dude that's like, to me, that is the greatest example of that, of this is a dude that quotes scripture to fit his purpose and people eat it up like rice cakes on a Sunday. So mm -hmm. it's just like. It doesn't make sense to me. I understand. And, and, and you know, to talk about like the, the American Jesus thing, you know, I, I didn't do much research to this, but I, one of the things that I really, you know, wanted to bring up was during the Cold War, one of the big things that happened to America was everybody went like hyper Christian. Mm. You know, the, the one nation under God line was added. It was basically like, you know, now we have to prove to our neighbors that we are like God fearing Americans. And I, I mean, I don't know if anything's done more damage to this country than that. Like, you know, like we, we don't, we don't, we went as we were originally a country built as a melting pot. At least that's what I grew up believing that we were this melting pot of cultures and religions and all these things. And we all worked as a, you know, totally like harmonious organism here. Like America was a, a country of immigrants. And now it seems as I've gotten older, like, now it seems like everybody wants to like we're a country, we're a Christian nation, a white Christian nation, and yeah. you have even if you're Mexican, you have to be as white as you can to you know you're black. You 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 can't talk black anymore. Like you know, like yeah. there is that thought whether you believe it or not. Like there oh, is absolutely there true. is that thought. Homogenized. Of, yeah, homogenized. I was like everything has to be like as white as you know everything has to be Ben Carson. You know, like if you're Mexican, you know, like. You have to, you know, whiten yourself up a little bit here, like put some bleaching cream on you, kind of thing. You know, it's, <laughs> looking it's, at you, Ted Cruz. It, it's yeah, exactly the the Ted Cruz's and and that sort of thing where it's like, and and a part of me like as I was like when I was younger, I I wouldn't want to say like I bought into that, but I bought into it a little bit. Like I was a little bit embarrassed to speak Spanish in front of my friends. I was embarrassed to, you know, I grew up with like really like you know, like low income growing up on like beans and beans and eggs on Sundays. And that was our breakfast. And that it was like the breakfast every single Sunday, like, cause it was beans and eggs were cheap. And so like, <laughs> that was the thing. Like that was, that was my growing up. So even as I got older, I was like, a part of me was still like embarrassed of that. Like it was embarrassing because I looked at like what I envisioned as like, 
an American family, a white family growing up in the suburbs. I went to Highland High School and Highland High School was surrounded by all these like very like mm-hmm. Mormon, very white, very like, you know, and I didn't feel that. I didn't connect to that. I felt out of place in that. I was kind of ashamed of that. I was ashamed of speaking Spanish. I was ashamed that like, you know, my dad spoke very broken English and like it was it was embarrassing to me. And looking at it in hindsight, it was like, well, that was a lot of what like, you know, that that concert like where did that melting pot go the melting pot i thought existed wasn't really there it was like very like you were kind of like forced to be ashamed of those things like in a weird way sorry did you raise your hand it looked like you were gonna say something deep no 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 i was saying like i'm, I'm back uh, my internet uh decided not to not to let you talk to me that donald trump heard you and like nope mute that is the worst take ever <laughs> I'm the best Christian. Emulate me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and and going back just a little bit, uh, the words of the men should be on top. Complementarianism, complementarianism, which is the belief that women should listen to their husbands. Like the husband is the head of the household. It's not a partnership. It's like whoop. Yeah, and that's that's a belief that a lot of evangelicals believe. Uh, but to speak on your your point, Art, man, like. It is just insane how you have my parents. Like I I went into the story about, hey, you shouldn't drink because it's a sin, right? Having that belief. Fast forward into like 2016 and here you have my dad with the same, hey, no, that's a, hey, we don't wear the clothes of sinners. We don't do that stuff. Voting for someone who's like, yo, like exactly like, dude, this is like, he, he did worse stuff than I did. You're yeah. worried about me drinking drinking a, a sip of beer here and there. You're worried about me wearing uh, something from Goodwill. And here you are voting for someone who is completely outside of, of what you believe. Um, and, 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 you know, my dad, I love my dad uh, and I, I love my dad, but his belief system is completely different than mine. And, you know, again, growing up, he was a teenager in the seventies. And then you have people like uh, Ronald Reagan, you know, being the president when he was young and in America. Right. Uh, and looking uh, kind of, I heard a little bit about what you said, Art, about uh, you kind of like uh, you were kind of ashamed to speak Spanish. Right. Mm-hmm. When you have all of these, I think like you have all of these uh, immigrants who come into America. The whole thing is I want to be American. Right. Yeah. I want to be American. And so to them, I think that, well, what does what does being American look like? And then you have Ronald Reagan on the TV, right, talking about you know economics and uh, the trickle down economics and taxes need to be less and all these different things. And um, it's like, oh, that's how I be American. That's how I'm supposed to be American. And and kind of like moving away or or diving in. He doesn't deny his his like Mexican self or anything like that. He speaks Spanish and all that stuff, bilingual. But uh, it's 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 uh, it's the uh, assimilation, right? Assimilation to look like something. I'm I need to be American, and so I need to look like this instead of just I'm American. I'm still Mexican. I still eat rice and beans on Sunday morning with eggs, right? But uh, that I'm I'm Mexican. I'm 100% Mexican, but I live in America, right? Uh, but they actually take that mindset of, no, this is how I should be. And what is that? That's right wing republicanism. Right. Uh, and around that time in Ronald Reagan, and there's like books out there 
um, that write about this stuff. But essentially that around that point is when Christians and politicians started to like mm-hmm. come together. Uh, and, and I think that politicians got the, uh, it's essentially like, Hey, if we can get Christians on board with what we want, we can have a, a, a good power here. We can have power so that we can do what we want. Uh, if we have the church behind us, we can do anything essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when it kind of like started. And then it grows up until, you know, 2016, we see the, you know, Donald Trump, Donald Trump is not the, uh, is the, he's not like the first guy that does this stuff. Right. Or he's not, he won't be the last, but he's become the key uh, spokesperson of this. This is what Christianity should look like. This is the right way. And we need to do this like this. And so for my dad, again, like, okay, I want to be American, right? And to be American, I need to be Republican and then buy into all that stuff. You know, years and years and years and years later, it's like, oh, yeah, of course I'm going to vote for this guy because this guy's a Christian. This guy is, is believes what I believe. Uh, but when you really look at it and pull, start pulling those threads, it's like, no, dad, it, it, this is the guy that you should not vote for. He's the wolf in sheep's clothing that the Bible warned you about. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, um, you know, it, it's all about power. Uh, American Jesus, American Christianity. It's all about power and how I can have power over others. The more power that you have. And so like a, a lot of churches, a lot of big churches, um, uh, there's, there's the Bethel's right. Uh, it's Bethel and Reading. Uh, they're big. Uh, I don't know if you all have heard of them. Uh, but they're a big uh, uh, mega church. They're a big mega church worldwide deal, and they produce music, right? Uh, and a lot of churches, uh, my old churches, uh, they play their music. They they produce it and they put it out there, and a lot of churches play their music. And you know, you have the pastor and and every other pastor, like my old pastor, actively pushing, the, like, I we gotta pray for our president. We have to get, have his back. We have to have his back. A couple of years prior, though, a couple of years prior, we have President Obama. Yeah. It's like, how many prayers, how many times did you have his, this guy's back, right? right like, yeah. like, I remember a time when my old pastor, when, when President Obama was talking about the uh, Affordable Care Act, mm-hmm. uh, Affordable Health Care ACA, Correct. Or however, whatever. They, they Obama call it Obamacare. Obamacare. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember my pastor on a Sunday morning talking about, look, if this goes through, look how you're going to be affected with your money. And, you know, there's like taxes, like the tax, your gen, look how many generations and generations are going to be paying, paying this back on a Sunday morning, preaching against this, right? Um, There was no, Hey, we got to pray for our president. Let's, let's all stand up and pray for our president. Um, Which would be one thing if you did it every single term, every single year, right? That's, that's cool. Pray. That's all good. Pray for all the presidents, right? But there is such a uh, distinct, like it's almost bias. like a hypocrisy. Bias, hypocrisy, right? Like you're not willing to stand up and declare, "Hey, man, I got your back." With this left-leaning, he's more center, right? But yeah, uh, left-leaning person only because the word Democrat is attached to his name, and you have been taught over years and years and years that Democrats do not equal good. Democrats do not equal Christians, right? Republican equals Christians. And that is, uh, you know, propaganda. 
that's again since the Reagan years just like grew and grew and grew. Uh, and so uh, uh, that's why we're have you have like my old pastor back then, like we all have to stand up and we have to pray for Donald Trump. He is he is being uh, persecuted like none other. Right. Just like the rest of us Christians, we are being persecuted like none other. We have to pray that, you know, for the success of the president, Donald Trump. It's like, oh, my God, like, huh. yeah, even the, the thought of Christians being I am persecuted because I'm a Christian. It's like, oh man, like you don't like homosexuals. Like yeah. you are actively ab- advocating for pe- for uh, homosexual couples not to eat cake, not to have a cake in a bakery, right? Yeah. And you're telling me that you're the persecuted one, right? Yeah. It's like, ah. It's in psychology is called mirroring, you know, mirroring their insecurities onto somebody else. And um, like you said, I'm not an expert, but like there's a lot of Bible verses that will like hit me that it like stuck with me like throughout my like adult years that I learned like in my childhood and like everything that you were talking about, like with the ACA and like all this other stuff or whatever. Right. And there's uh, it's Proverbs 14 one. It says, whoever oppresses the poor insults his maker, but he who is genuine or generous to the needy honors him. And when I'm thinking about it, like art, you always say this too. like, I don't identify as Democrat or Republican or, or whatever. Right. Like I have my beliefs and like, those are my beliefs or whatever. Right. Like that's, I think how we should be or whatever. Like, don't, you know, wave a flag with like, you know, Donald Trump, you know, with Rambo's body on it or Biden mm-hmm. with like Arnold's body on it like that. Like, like, like we're not playing teams. This isn't the NFL or whatever. Right. But like, to me, it's like, who is like, like if, if we're going to like vote for people who, exemplify you know what what a good person is like Mitt Romney and myself and you've mentioned this a million times too and like this is what kind of like makes me look at Mitt Romney there's a lot of things that Mitt Romney like you know philosophically politically you know will vote for that I don't agree with but like as a person like he, he like he's an upstanding person like when the latest Supreme Court justice you know you know got confirmed or whatever all the Republicans stood up and like walked out on her or whatever because you know she's you know, pro-trans people, whatever. She's loving her neighbor, like, you know, Jesus constructed and heard it too, whatever, right? And, you know, all these Republicans stood up or whatever, and he was the only one there that just stood up and, like, clapped for her. And I was like, I was like, dude, like, not just because he was going to, you know, yeah. win him over or win votes or whatever, but because it was, like... Well, he's right probably vote. losing votes, to be quite honest, because it seems like the the uh, the Trump, like, that crazy, like, radicalistic, you know, <laughs> alt-right Republican vibe is what's popular right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think that that's probably more of his Mormon and his state is purple. Like he Mormons are always kind of weird. Like, as you mentioned all that stuff, like I was like, yeah, I, I saw some of that when, when I was a kid, but not to that extent, like Mormons tend to be like, we never prayed for our, our, our government or anything like that. It was always like, it Mormons are weird. <laughs> like it, it's, it's a weird religion. Cause a lot of it is like, uh, brother Jacob lost his job, so we all have to come together. And if anyone is in a position of power that can offer a job or temporary work, can you? Uh, that's called socialism, up? sir. Uh, it, it, it does have some of that, like uh, if you own a business. Or no, no, you're, you're absolutely right <laughs> because, like, I I had family that moved to Salt Lake. You know, my mom and her family they moved to Salt Lake, which obviously is like the Mormon capital of the world or whatever, right? And then later on, you know, I had an uncle who was like severely addicted to drugs and whatnot. And, um, you know, fast forward through that story or whatever, uh, you know, he he would he started going to a Mormon church and, you know, they would pull together to help him get like that, you know, because as a family, we couldn't afford to keep, you know, throwing him out to, 
you know, uh, drug counseling or whatever, but the Mormon church did, uh, you know, he couldn't afford, you know, a lot of times cause he was on disability after a while. He had like muscular dystrophy. Uh, he had to be on, you know, disability benefits up until the rest of his life. Um, and I didn't know this, but there was a Mormon elder who would pay for his property taxes, would pay for his yard work, pay for, you know, his plumbing went out, you know, the church would come together and pay for that. And you know what that's called? That's called socialism. But, you know, but it was done. It was done with the correct heart, the heart of mm-hmm. the real Jesus or whatever. And it, to me, like, it doesn't matter. You can put the label Mormonism on it. You can put it like Obamacare on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just like that Proverbs that I just quoted or whatever, like whoever, you know, you know, is generous is honoring God or whatever. And like, that's the real Jesus, mm-hmm. not this Jesus. And I found a clip for like the sample that I'm going to use at the beginning of uh, of the episode called GOP Jesus or whatever, where like the lady goes up to Jesus and goes, Jesus, can you help me? And he goes, yeah, I can, but that's going to cost money. And who's going to pay for it? Just like Emmanuel was saying or whatever. And it's just like, mm-hmm. if we're going to call us, if we're going to pretend like we're a Christian nation, then we probably need to start acting like how this Jesus figure is like truly in the Bible, not what's mm-hmm. been, you know, uh, colonized and, you know, reconstructed as like this, like uh, political figure or whatever. Right. Like it, it, it's just, it does not match whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, the idea of a Christian nation is, is, is kind of scary to me. Like as, as someone who has, people in his family now that are muslim and like that to me is like you know like seeing it from like a muslim perspective like hearing like what this means to you what does it mean to you to live next door to a guy that has a fucking confederate flag <laughs> you know in, in a nice neighborhood but he still put up a confederate flag. wow like like what does that mean like what is what is what is that symbolizing? What is that supposed to make the neighbors feel like? What is, you know, to me, that's, that is the, the scary part of this whole thing. That's like, we try to say that we're a Christian nation when really we shouldn't be like, I, when I was a kid, I always thought that this was like a melting pot of like religions and cultures and all this stuff. And we were all accepting of each other. But the reality is like the more and more I get older, the more we go to this, like, you know, what I thought was the middle, but really it's the further left and left and more extreme of like, dude, flying a Confederate flag, you know, like that's pretty intense. Like, and that's not that uncommon, like, yeah. especially in Bakersfield, that this is a Christian well, <laughs> uh, Confederate, like not Confederate, a, a conservative <laughs> stronghold. Like, but it, even in the South, like there's, you know, like Mississippi fought for for that shit to like have the, the uh, on their capital, on their capital building and all this stuff. And like, People don't want to take those, you know, like Robert E. Lee statue. You got to keep that up. And it's like, dude, this is this represents something terrible and not in America's history, but like Southern, the the Southern Confederacy that was fighting the United States. Like this is a terrible smudge in like and not not your history. Hopefully not your history, because this is the the Confederacy's history. Uh, this is, and you live in the United States now. So like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. It's ugly. It's, it's not the equivalent of flying a Mexican flag where it's like now Mexican in the United States. Like there's like, we're flying an Italian flag in an Italian neighborhood or flying in an Ethiopian flag. Yeah. Like whatever. This is not that. This is not that at all. This is flying an Al-Qaeda flag in like in downtown New York. Like well, that's It'd be like, like I said last week, if I was to go to downtown Oklahoma City and, you know, have a Timothy McVeigh flag, be like, woo, yeah, America, it's my heritage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, what are you talking about? Like, it's it's terrible. 
but somehow we warped our mind. We did mental gymnastics to make this as an American thing, as a Christian conservative thing. And, and you brought up a good point. And I, when I was, I, I forward you the link to that American Jesus documentary. Um, I, and I recommend if you I mean you guys are interested in what we're talking about, you know, watch that as well. Cause it shows like how Christianity is all o- over America or whatever. And uh, there was like these bodybuilders that were like doing like all this like pyro stuff, stuff, like, you know, tearing no, uh, phone books in half. And they are called the, uh, oh my gosh, I can't, I just had it, the power team. Yeah. yeah. And then the like power the, team. the main guy was saying like, does this have anything to do with Jesus? He goes, no, but it's the way to get everybody interested. And he said something, he goes, you know, whether people want to accept it or not, this land was built by Christians for Christians, by Christians or whatever he said or whatever. And I was like, no, that's not how why this country was founded is because people came here looking for religious freedom. Like you were saying, like with your relatives that, you know, you know, Maddie and his family that are Muslim or whatever. And it's just like, no, like they were getting away from that oppression and it's like the Ouroboros. It's like it's somehow, some way, like we're right back at square one. Square one, where it's just like, nope. If you if you're not Ronald Reagan, Donald Trump, or you're not, you know, at the mega church, you know, uh, clapping along to the bass guitar or whatever, and you know, donating twenty five percent of your earnings to this church and this church only, like you're going to hell if you didn't mm-hmm. vote for Mitt Ron- or if you didn't vote for Kevin McCarthy at the latest, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just like, no, like that's not, it's quite the opposite of what you're saying, sir. And I think that the, the term, I think that both of y'all, and this, there's a term to that. It's called Christian nationalism. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I dropped that to you, Jacob. And so um, it's essentially that marriage, right, of, of political beliefs, right, extreme right wing beliefs with Christianity and doing those mental gymnastics to make it work. Uh, and so let me, uh, I guess I can drop some uh, little definitions here. Uh, Christian nationalism. Uh, and this is from a book called Taking America Back for God, uh, which looks at uh, data. It looks at data. It, they did surveys. They did extensive surveys. Uh, and these are not just like, these are like statistic nerds, right? They're looking <laughs> at, at this stuff, right? But looking at Christian nationalism, Christian nationalism, an ideology that idolizes and advocates a fusion of Christianity with American civic belonging and participation. Uh, and so it's just like, you know, uh, when, when, when Jacob says like, oh, you know, we're a Christian nation and we should be, I think Jacob, what I hear you saying is, you know, love your neighbor and stop being an asshole. Right. Correct. <laughs> you know? and, and so, uh, and then to art's point, I think what I hear you saying is cause I, I have Muslim, uh, family as well. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, it's like, man, like when we call ourselves a Christian nation, it's like, man, like, does that leave room for other people? Right. Uh, and, and, and so looking at a, a Christian nationalist perspective, I think that we can, we can, it, it makes sense when you look at January 6th, uh, of, was it, was it 2021? Yeah. Just last year, right. 2021 of the insurrection of, uh, on January 6th, that whole thing was so religious. It was so Christian, right? It was. It, it had so many themes of Christianity. Uh, what's that? I said Christian. You got the little bunny right, ears. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Quote, quote, uh, unquote. And I actually want to, and I'll come back and talk about Christian. I'll, I want to make a point on that later. But um, yeah. you have people being extremely violent 
to push their agenda, right? And what is that agenda? It's like, well, no, this is what Jesus told me to do. This is what God says to do. We are a Christian nation and I'm going to fight to the death to make sure that President Trump wins this election by storming the Capitol and essentially a coup, right? And and taking over. And there's a guy, they call him the uh, QN and Shannon. Yeah, You know, the guy, he had like the paint on his face very popular that video went viral he went into the senate among with his other people and he went on the senate floor and he had the horns he had the big horn yeah you know what i'm talking about buffalo head or whatever yeah yes right and buffalo soldier (laughs) gosh man so weird these guys are so weird but he went up there and and essentially the 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 thing is he that he says is uh um uh, uh he starts praying in the Senate, like, hey, can we all pray together? And he starts invoking the name of Jesus, invoking the divine. And like, yeah, you've blessed this or whatever, you know. And, um, you know, he starts like, uh, what does he say? There, you have a quote here. You know, like thanking, thanking people, thanking God that they've been allowed to go in, right? Oh, thank you. Off, thank you, God, for the officers that allowed us to go in to exercise our rights to allow us to send a message to all the tyrants, the communists, and the globalists that this is our nation, not theirs. And that's what he's invoking. He's praying in a spiritual sense. It's like, man, like that's like hardcore stuff. And when you, when I, and during that time, I went on Facebook, uh, as people should not do. Uh, and, 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 you know, call this shit out, right? Like, yo, this yeah. is not okay, right? This is not okay to do. And then you start seeing the comments of, yes, this is okay to do. These are good Christian folk who go to church, you know, weekly, if not more than that. And they, there's like, no, this is, this is what we have to do in order to fight for our, our, our religious beliefs, right? Because this is a Christian nation. We have to make it so. And so everything that was done on January 6th, according to a Christian nationalist, if you believe that, um, then that was hundred percent okay and nothing wrong with it. God ordained. And that is so dangerous, right? Because it comes down to being extremely violent when you have Jesus saying, uh, I think talking to uh, you know, his, his disciples saying, put down your sword, put down your sword, right? When he was fighting against the Roman soldiers, when he was going to get taken away, no, put down your sword, right? Um, and But then you have people that just like, they're just, they read scripture and they're like, no, Jesus is this kind of like the way that Christian nationalists look at Jesus. Is like uh, uh, kind of like Jacob, how you said uh, Trump with the with the Rambo body, right? <laughs> it's the same way they look at Jesus, right? There's been like you know Jesus is not some soft guy or whatever. He's gonna go and attack, right? He's gonna yes. attack, 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 and and beat up all these people, and and we have to do it on his behalf. Uh, and then you have uh, people who are Muslim, people who are not or atheist or anyone or any type of religious belief, Mormon or whatever. It's like well, like. But what about me? But what about what about me? If if, I, if we have immigrants, right, and uh, that are coming in, but like, oh man, like I'm not allowed to come in because of the, the color of my skin, right? Like, oh man, like it's it's again, control and power is what American Jesus Christian nationalism is all about. 
I have to be in control and I will use this scripture to put you in your place. You don't belong up here. You belong down here, right? Mm-hmm. If you play along with us, right? Like you have like the proud boys, yeah, and, which are completely racist, mm-hmm. uh, white supremacist group led, I say led by a, a brown guy, right? I, I don't know the, the name of the guy. And a lot of people would say, well, no, they're not white supremacists because they have a brown leader, right? Which, which is not the case, uh, Terry or whatever his name is. Um, he was never a leader. He was never, he never had a, 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 a prestigious, uh, uh, um, he couldn't, he couldn't, he was just, he was just there. He was just a puppet, essentially. Yeah. He couldn't make rules. He couldn't make uh, laws in that group. Uh, he couldn't say something and have it go. He was always getting fed information from the top. He was just like the 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 scapegoat, if you will. Correct. A uh, what is it called? To uh, deniability. To yeah. Uh, yeah. like, no, we're not racist. Look, look, we got a brown guy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, whatever that to to be like. No, look, no I, look, I look, did look. not know this about them. That's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, and that even that in itself, they use Christian language, right? They use Bible verses to to be able to uh, uh, do what they do. Um, looking at and just locally um, during the Black Lives Matter uh, protest, like I was out there, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, Black Lives Matter. We need to raise them up, right? We need to like this is like this is dumb. Uh, what's going on? Um, and you, we had individuals. We had a big group of people. They weren't called Proud Boys, uh, but they, I think, they were called like the Patriots or whatever. Right. You know, the Red Lobster England, Patriots, New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> they're like like it was the 1917 patriots or something like that yeah. oh did they wear those like american flag shirts they, i don't yes. know if you've seen them but they have like one sleeve with like an american flag what is that brand like i always call it like the joe rogan brand or whatever but <laughs> i just think he wears it but i don't think he's like endorsed by them like you know it, it became like a popular thing i just saw some dude yesterday had a shirt on like that in the back it said like the don't tread on me it's got like the flag with like the Ouroboros snake or the, the 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 13 colonies snake on it. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you're <laughs> fucking buying, getting oil change right now, dude. Like chill the fuck out, man. I just call them ga- trucker stop shirts. Cause this is like, you know, you bought that at like fucking loves truck stop or whatever. Yeah. Like don't dress like you're about to go to war right now, dude. You're fucking drinking a Pepsi right now. Like chill out. <laughs> that's, the, that's the mentality though. They are at war. They are at war with anyone that does not believe the way that they believe, that Christian sense that they believe, right? Uh, And so, you know, I I think that uh, just like looking at nationally, Black Lives Matter was overtly peaceful, right? And there was instances of like very violent things that bad things that happened, which I wish never did happen. Uh, But locally, uh, same thing. It was very peaceful. I was out there for many of the days. And, and then you had these other folks say coming out there and this is their thought. We have to protect our city from this group. Right. The Black Lives Matter people are here. Oh, well, then we're going to come out and they have like a huge army truck. I don't know. You've probably seen it around town driving yeah, around. It. It's a huge like deal. Right. And they're just like, and, they're, and you know, they're extremely violent. They will get in your face. And they'll argue, argue, blah, 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 blah. And there was an instance where they created, uh, uh, they started fighting someone. They had like tasers. Yeah. Like tase someone. Like, yo, like what? 
Like what in the world, in the name of Christ though, right? In the name of Jesus, they come out, right? And it kind of reminds me of the Rage Against the Machine. Uh, uh, some, what was it like? Some of those who, some of those, uh, some of those who work forces are the same that burn crosses, right? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, like you're, you're, this is, this is the same thing. You, you are in this white supremacy thought and you're proclaiming Christ and you're trying to maintain order right? Maintain order. Nixon was a big deal on this about, uh, 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 uh law what's and the order. Phrase? Yes. About law and order, having law and order. It's like, well, what are you really saying? Like, no, we got to put black people and brown people in, in, in prison. Right. Because whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but essentially it's the same thing, repeating, repeating, repeating itself in order to have order. You are out of order for fighting for black people and their lives and and for speaking up against injustice. That is out of order. You need to be in order because this is what the Bible tells me so. You know where that comes from, though, right? Like when colonization times like they we were talking about like modern times where people, you know, were modern, you know, uh, Chris, quote unquote Christians, you know, uh, you know, interpret it how they want to fit their agenda kind of thing. But it came from colonization times to control, like you said, like Emmanuel said, to control like the slaves that they were bringing over to control, you know, the Southwest United States uh, to, you know, basically manifest destiny their way all the way to the West Coast and whatnot. And it's that that mentality, that generational to 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 paraphrase dr james dobson <laughs> to it's, it's like that generational uh, uh just a bleed over of uh you know that mentality where it's just like nope you got to be right here you know you got to be white and right but brown and you know sacrificing people on a temple or whatever that's what you people do and we know what we know what's going to happen when you guys start fighting for your rights and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's going to be chaos, and Mimi's Cafe is going to have a broken window because of you guys <laughs> and whatnot. So yeah. it's just like that's that that generational mentality that came around from like slave times, from colonization times. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. So one of the things that I've always had an issue with, and I keep harping on the whole like Christian nation thing, like that phrase always bothers me, just because. That same phrase is what makes like Native American people feel like foreigners in their own land. Correct. It, it makes them like, oh, this is your little tiny area here now, dude. Like the rest of it, this is like the America. shittiest part of America, too. Like, yeah. Here, you get this part where, oh, by the way, we're going to build uh, pipes underneath your land because you don't own the bottom of it. Like it's just like you're like you're basically like everything is like you. This isn't really your land anymore. Now this is like a white Christian like land where you have to, you know this is not made for you anymore. Like this is for, we've moved on. You guys are fucking savages. You guys like worship other gods than us, you know? Yeah. And that to me is the danger in that. Cause it's, it's the, the thing that makes, you know, a Muslim person feel uncomfortable in their own home. It's what makes anyone that's not white, you know, like not right. Feel strange. Like, you know, you're dude, should I, I feel weird. Cause I, you know, Cause I'm Brown and, and I'm not like the rest of my classmates kind of thing, you know, like mm. it's, it's abnormal. It's, it's, you know, you are the, you are the outsider in our land and it shouldn't be that way. Like it should not be that way. This is, you know, in California, California has made a lot of leaps and bounds and maybe, you know, Bakersfield is, is kind of that little weird behind the curve behind the curve. Yeah. Like we, we fit better into Mississippi than we do into California. The rest of California is a little more progressive thinking, 
Um, and but I think that we have a good idea of what the rest of the country is because we live here because we're not jaded like you know people in LA are. I think people in LA just think like things are more honky dory right now. But the reality is, you see what's going on here, and this is echoing what's going on in the South and like all those states, like the Bible Belt area, where it's like people are becoming more and more extremists, and we're getting a taste of that here. The internet has made things worse. You know, you mentioned the don't go on Facebook. And Facebook breeds these like pretty extremist ideas of like, like pick up your gun. We're going to put on the armor of Christ and like <laughs> go to battle. And it's like, dude, that, I don't think that's what he meant. dude. Like yeah. <laughs> I was talking about spiritual warfare, not fucking actual warfare. We're going to kill for Trump and we're going to bring them back and kill the reptilian overlords. The common theme, though, that I hear, though, is it's like, OK, these people that misinterpret the Bible, right? And I mean, that's, you know, casual Christians. I call them insurance Christians, where it's just like, you're only a Christian because like, if I believe this, this will get me into heaven kind of thing. It's not like yeah. what's truly in your heart. Like, it's just like a way to like, well, so I can go to heaven. I don't have to burn in hell. Um, but the same is true with like those who hold up like the constitution or whatever. And like, like Kevin McCarthy was giving oh, out yeah. free constitutions or whatever. And a big part of the constitution is the separation of church and state like art you're alluding to is just like christian nation christian nation no we're not technically a christian nation we're a secular nation because there's a separation of church there's supposed to be a separation of church and state they put that in there because that was the original intent of america so that you know people who are muslim have their freedom to practice their religion people who are buddhist or uh sikh or what, whatever what have you or whatever right yeah. they're voodoo or fucking atheist or fucking agnostic or deconstructionalist or don't, whatever don't you, what's that guy vincent isn't he yeah. voodoo that's kind of random but yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll allow it yeah <laughs> voodoo you can do whatever you want right like and that's that's a part of our fucking our papers our fucking constitution that we yeah. that you are gonna live and die by in your ford f-350 with trump as rambo and yeah. shit like that like that you I mean, if you're gonna claim this shit that you're you're defending the constitution then actually follow what's in the constitution which says there is a separation each church and state yeah agree. i agree man and, and you know uh it, it's so interesting like man like I just trip out on, on, on folks when, when uh, going back to the point of like Christians, like, Oh, these are Christians. Like what I have personally tried to do and what I've learned, um, man, when, when, when we say, Oh, that's not that those aren't Christians because they're being a certain way. Like, no, that's fake. That's those are fake Christians. Right. And what I have learned is that in reality, it's like, Oh shit, that is Christianity if you start like looking at like what, like the, the way that colonizations, right. Um, looking at native Americans, right. How the missions were constructed. Uh, the quote goes, if you remove, remove the native from the man or something, it's, it's essentially, I don't know the exact quote, but essentially get rid of all the culture that the native American has in order so that he can be assimilated here. If you do that, you kill, you kill off, you kill off the Native Americans. You kill off the culture. We don't have to literally kill them. Uh, we we just get rid of the things that they believe and, and, and put them in the mission so that they can teach. We put these schools up, right? We put these schools up in order so they can learn like us to be like us. And if you do that, we don't have to worry about them. Yeah. Um, and essentially, man, like that's that's Christianity, right? That was Christianity because of the way that they 
saw the Bible, even slavery, right? Like they used scripture in order to justify uh, slavery, right? And it talks about slavery in, 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 the, in, in the Bible. And I think that's why a lot of, uh, a lot of people leave the faith uh, or, or become atheists is like, man, because they can't, uh, there's, there's a reconcile, reconciliation there that cannot happen. It talks about slavery in the Bible and it, and it could, it did give way for folks back then for slavery. And even like during uh, Jim, uh, Jim Crow, right? Again, using scripture to, to, to put in place laws to keep, uh, no, no, segregation. No, 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 no. Slavery. No, the, because the, the Bible tells me so. Uh, and so I've taken the approach like this. If you say you're a Christian, I'm going to hundred percent believe you. I am going to believe you, except you are a, you're a MAGA, you're a MAGA Christian. You're a homophobic Christian. You're a racist Christian, right? Uh, you're, you're, uh, or whatever, you know, you're a loving Christian. You, you are not, you're a Christian, but you're not a, uh, insurrection. You're not an insurrectionist <laughs> Christian, right? Uh, you're, you're just, you're a Jesus loving Christian. You're a, you are a, a lay down your arms Christian, right? You're a peace loving Christian. Um, it, I know it's kind of like compliment, it kind of like puts everything and it's like, oh, I don't know if it's kind of like compliment, putting it in its own compartments. What am I trying to say? Compartmentalizing. Yeah, I don't know if that's the case. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't know if that's what I'm doing. Uh, but essentially, if I if I say, no, you're not a Christian, you're a fake Christian, I think what it does, it, it has folks avoid the problems that are within that religion or that Christianity. Uh, instead of tackling head on, it's like, no, we, we, I want to be able to tackle it head on and be able, because if I say that you're not a Christian, then you're not my brother, right? You're not my brother in Christ. But if I say, oh yeah, you are a Christian, I believe you, because let's let's look at it like this. Uh, with the Ukraine and Russia war, Vladimir Putin is a Christian. He goes to church, right? <laughs> he goes to church. And that is another example of Christian nationalism. He is using, and he has spoken in public there is no, he used the Bible verse, there is no greater love than this, than to lay down your life for a friend. And he is using that Bible verse to say, yeah, it's okay that I go and, and kill all these people in Ukraine and to take over. That's Christian nationalism. He is a Christian. He goes to church. And if I identify that, that allows me and everyone else to be like, no, nah, man, like get your shit together and be who you were called to be a good, be the good leader that you were meant to be, be the person that Jesus or God has created you to be uh, and look at it this way. Um, and so that's my whole thing to be able to like address the problems within Christianity that have been there over time, right? For history, 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 instead of like, cause when I say like, uh, uh, like, cause I, again, I get what you're saying, Jacob. And I, I used to say those things too, like, oh, they're not Christians. Um, but that gives me again, like plausible deniability to like, ah, like just like, ah, like put it off to the side instead of really addressing it. I feel you on that. Yeah. Cause then like, it creates confrontation and I'm a confrontational person sometimes. <laughs> and that's all good. That's sometimes it's needed. It needs, it needs yeah. to happen. Right. You need, need to confront it. 
Yeah, because I mean, I have a neighbor who's who's everything that we're talking about. Like our like, <laughs> what, what was the nickname we gave him? The fucking the Let's Go Brandon neighbor or whatever. Oh, I can't remember. There was a he had a flag of king of a cul-de-sac or oh, whatever. The king of cul-de-sac. Yeah, yeah something like <laughs> that. Yeah, something like that. It was fucking hilarious. Captain cul-de-sac. Captain cul-de-sac. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, like I like he'll say stuff like that. And then like, I'll just listen to him and I'm like, huh, that's funny though. That's not the same. That's not what I learned in the Bible or whatever. And like one thing I hit him with one time, uh, he was talking, like, I was mowing my lawn and like, he just wanted to stop by and have a conversation with me. And he's like, and he, I mean, I mean, he doesn't know who I voted for or anything like that, but he was just like, yeah, man, I can't believe they Biden's doing this, Biden, that, Biden, that, da, 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 da. and I was just like, Oh, I, I don't know, man. I, I really don't, I don't like Biden either, but like, Seems like a good guy. He went to church yesterday and he's like, nah, 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 nah. and I was like, all right, that's cool, whatever. And I hit him with this. I was just like, well, I'd rather have him than Trump because it's just like, it's like the, uh, that the verse in the Bible, Galatians. I, I didn't hit him with the actual verse because I don't have it memorized. I had to write it down for it. But it's Galatians 5 22 through 23, which is the like basically the fruits of the spirit, where it's talking about it's like love, joy, peace, tolerance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Um, and against such things, there is no law. And every time, like I do the thing that you should not do and go on Facebook or whatever. And like, <laughs> we have friends, uh, mutual friends, um, from good old East high or whatever that will say, you know, like I go to Valley Bible every week and da, 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 da. We need Trump back in office or whatever. And I'm like, cause he's the, he's the, he's the one that God chose to lead us. And I was just like, yeah, but he doesn't have like those fruits of the spirit, you know? And like, I always hit him with that. And there, it, like the conversation always kind of brick walls there because like you can tell like, you know, the it's not computing with them. They're like, well, yeah, you're kind of right. And I'm like, does he have patience? Does he have kindness? Does he have self-control? Because I can, I you know, I'll catch him in that. Like it was just like, well, he just shoots from the hip or whatever. And sometimes he just can't control himself. And I'm like, well, no, that's a part of this fruit of the spirit. Like, why would God select somebody that's, you know, doesn't display a lot of these things to be the Christian leader or whatever, right? Like to me, like that doesn't uh, compute. And don't get me wrong, like I'm not a Biden fan by any means, but like I mean that like in a political sense. But like if you're going to compare like, okay, Obama and Trump or Biden and Trump or like a lot of like different people or whatever, right? Like tell me like who has more of like those fruits, you know? And it's the, it's not going to, it's not going to bode well for Mr. Mr. Donald. A hundred percent agree, man. A hundred percent agree. So be careful what you do, what you put on Facebook. Uh, Cause then you'll just get comments after comments. Like my goodness, like I've lost a lot of friends on, for, for speaking up, for speaking up for what I believe. And I think that that's, I think that that's the type of Christian that I think makes the world go around, like helps those makes, it helps the world go around. It's just being able to be, open-minded right being able to be open-minded be like yo like you believe that like that's cool like i don't like that's cool like that's all good uh i'm not trying i'm i'm not going to be oppressive i don't want to be oppressive right um and you know we have folks out there who put uh uh periods uh as in like this is the truth right because it says this in my english bible this is the truth and so everyone has to adhere to the truth. It was like, no, man, that's not the truth. That's, that's your truth. Mm-hmm. That's your truth. And that's cool if you want to think that way, just as long as it stays right there within you, right? Don't try to oppress your brother. Don't try to 
put it on someone else and try to, or even create laws that are going to prevent folks like, you know, like a inter, interracial marriage is illegal. We have to make it illegal. Right? It's like, yo, like that's like, that's that same thing with like homosexuality and LGBTQ today. Yeah. It's like, yo, they're going to pass laws in order to keep folks from loving other folks. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's cool. If you want to think that you're a homophobic self, if you want to think that way, uh, that's fine. But you keep it right there. Keep it within your own self so that you don't oppress other people. Yeah, your personal truth. Yeah. Yeah, because it goes along with like with art, like you were saying, like where where does that leave room for you know Muslims or you know people like that? Because yeah. it's just like that's their personal truth, that's their religion. You don't have to agree with it. I think that that's what it is. People feel threatened by something that's different from them, and they think that's gonna like, oh, I don't want my my blonde hair, blue eyed girl becoming a Muslim. I don't want my blonde hair, blue eyed, you know, young girl, you yeah. know, dating a black man or a Mexican or whatever. And it's just uh, like I think I think I think people forget that. You know, I know 200 years ago or whenever this country was built, like less than two, maybe a little over like 130 years ago, whenever this country was founded. 76.7. Anyway, so, you know, people always say 200 years, but I think it's closer to like 240 now. But um, um, basically, that's not a long time, like 240 years. That's like, you know, 3% of, you know, how long like, you know, Ireland's been in a country, you know, like. (laughs) Like, it's not a very long time. And I think we do have to learn from, you know, when this country was built, it was built because you had all these people escaping, like, persecution and, like, their beliefs or religious beliefs coming over here. They wanted to have freedom of religion, freedom of speech, free, like, all these freedoms that they wanted to have here. Somehow, over the last 200 years, it's become, like, like fuck that we're we're like a hardcore christian nation now and like we are all we're wanting here is like reaganomics and our christian beliefs and you know let's get rid of gay students and like transgender people like you know like they shouldn't play sports they shouldn't exist they shouldn't even use bathrooms for all i care we can dig a hole in the back for them (laughs) you know like it's it's weird how much like you know we've kind of mentally regressed a little bit from like coming over here and having these like this constitution that was supposed to give us like equal rights for all men and like men and women but like you know just it's kind of been forgotten over this thing because now it's like yeah it's equal rights but you kind of have to be like a straight white guy to fully like see get the perks of that like you know like otherwise if you're like a young black dude and you have a hoodie on you might get shot because people don't really trust you or if you're you know, a colored transgender woman, you might fucking get, you know, beat up, you know, it's, it's, that's where we are. Like, that's the reality of it. That even though we try to be like super ultra American, we don't really believe in American, like the American constitution anymore. Not to like, not to, not to how it was written. Like, we just don't really believe in it. We like some things. We like the second amendment, like the second amendment gets blasted in all these shirts and like right to bear arms and don't tread on me and like all this stuff we like that but the minute it becomes like oh you know like like you know separation of church and state and these types of things like oh you know what no not so much that one like let's kind of skip over that because you know it's we're a christian nation and like you know like you know now that you know a lesbian couple can get married but i don't really want to make their cake because like you know you can go go once you go get a gay gay cake maker to make your cake kind of thing you know like we're in the 1950s right now when it comes to like 
when it comes to like uh gay like lgbtq plus like world right now we're in the 1950s like whether people like to believe it or not like i know we disagree on this but like that dave Chappelle's thing like that is a 1950s like thing that would have flown if you if you replace everything he said with like a black like about black people like oh that would have flown perfectly in the 1950s but we're in like the 2020s now and it's like like that's lgbt like this dude is like openly saying this thing on a netflix special like that's some stuff that flies on like like that's weird like but people dig it and like i mean that's just where we are right now like this country right now whether whether people like to believe it or not it's it's designed for like the straight white family to work and and be fine and white straight white christian family to work and just be fine and prosper and don't feel uncomfortable in your country and like go to the mall go to the park go to disneyland it's fine everybody nobody's staring at you weird but you know that's not the america that i grew up believing existed like i'm mexican you know i got muslim people in my family like you know i had i have gay and lesbian friends and like they're all part of my world like i I keep them all under my same umbrella and like i want i want them to have like the same beautiful experience i have you know in in their life and like that i want them to be equal like so if if something made me feel uncomfortable like where i felt insecurities as a child you know i can see how the prod boys or some dude flying a flag a confederate flag in front of his house or or like the whole like don't tread on me whether you like to believe it or not those are like microaggressions that go into the psyche of people and just make people feel uncomfortable and it's like that even like the phrase i know i keep harping on the phrase like a christian country a christian nation like that is a that is an uncomfortable thing for a non-christian or you know it's just as someone who like i don't identify as a christian anymore but like it is an uncomfortable phrase to hear like it is just uncomfortable i, I can't even imagine if like i'm an atheist or muslim or you know, Jewish person, like in this country, like that's like basically saying this isn't your country, like leave in a weird way. It's like you make yourself look as white, sound as white, be as Ben Carson as you can, but it ain't for you kind of thing. It'd be like going to like a restaurant or something like that. That doesn't have any kind of allegiance to like, let's say like a sports team or whatever. Right. And let's say you walk in with like your Cubs hat that you have on right there. And you're like, Nope, you need to get out of here. We're not serving you your pepperoni pizza because you got a fucking Cubs. This is angels territory here. You know what I'm saying? You're just like, well, I I just like your pizza. Like it it doesn't matter or whatever. Right. And it's just the same thing. Like with this country, it's just like, if you're not, you know, if, if you're not like me or you like, you get, get the fuck out of here, go back to Iraq or go back to fucking Africa or whatever, where you're not going to have all the luxuries. And I think you said it best too, like that comfort. It, it always like if, if, if high class, you know, white suburban conservative families, if they're uncomfortable, then like, they're like, Oh man, we got, we got to, we got to change the whole fucking world or whatever. Look how uncomfortable but, mask made people feel like wearing a mask made people feel so uncomfortable. Like, to the point where it's like they had to host protest things in like downtown LA and people burning their masks and all this stuff. Like that, a peep, a, a, a little piece of cloth on your face made you feel that uncomfortable. Imagine, but imagine, yeah, that was my point. <laughs> imagine how like a single black mother feels, you know, that's had generational racism thrown at them. Imagine how like a Mexican immigrant that has come over here trying to do everything the right way and still gets you know fucking looked down upon or whatever right imagine how like you know a transgender person or a gay person feels you know like how uncomfortable their day-to-day life is 
uh, you know, just a, you know, a black man at a stoplight in a fucking motorcycle pull, uh, cop pulls up or whatever, how uncomfortable they feel. So like, I totally feel like what you're saying, like the whole mass thing, like it's the only people that are allowed to be comfortable is like, you got to be white or whitish, like Ben Carson ish or Ted mm-hmm. Cruz ish to be comfortable. hundred percent agree with both of y'all. Uh, and, um, and I would even argue um, the whole, because I've heard it a couple of times said already kind of like why uh, the colonizers came over from, from Europe uh, and why they started this country for freedom of religion, like just kind of like looking at that sort of stuff. Uh, they, the, those folks, they, they were in one spot with under like King George or whoever. And, and they actually moved to a Polish country some sort of Polish, somewhere by Poland or Sweden. I, I don't remember exactly. Uh, but in there, in that moment, in that country, that is where they actually found freedom of religion, being, being able to do and practice whatever they want. Um, but yet there was no work. There was no money to be had in that area. Um, and so I would argue uh, that is why folks started coming overseas and then they started colonizing. It wasn't for the freedom of religion because they already had it. It was for money. And so they came over and then it's like, well, I need, I need to be able to produce and be able to do these things. And here's these people that I don't really care about. Some, uh, you know, native Americans, darker skinned folk, they're already here, but what am I going to do with them? Well, I'm going to put them, I'm going to put them to work. I'm going to get rid of them so that I can get my own so that I can get my thing, just money. Uh, and I would argue, you know, fast forward all the way into 2022. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to, even with the masks and all these different things, like this is not what should be happening to me because this is not a thing that I should be. This is how it should be, right? And, you know, alluding to like the, if you're not a white, uh, a cisgender, white, straight male, if you're not that, this is not what this country is for. The white cisgender male is the person that should be at top and making as much money as possible. That's how our country was founded. Uh, get rid of all these brown folks. Get rid of all these people. Whatever I think should be uh, the, the, the thing that, boom, that's the period right here. Boom. I need to be making the money. This mask thing does not allow me to make the money. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah, I agree. I think that, um, you know, I, I brought up the thing about um, like, like the LGBTQ stuff, like um, being in like the 1950s. I was talking to my coworker the other day about um, the uh, what's the the uh, the the uh, the Queen movie, the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm not a fan of the movie. I love Queen, but I I wasn't a fan of the movie. And I was gonna tell him, I was like, oh yeah, man, like. He was telling me like I guess like um like his kids were over for like some recent holiday. I can't remember what holiday just passed. Easter. Easter, yeah, that one. And they were like, Yeah, like you guys want to watch the Bohemian Rhapsody movie? And uh, I guess he and I was gonna tell him like, Oh yeah, dude, I didn't really care much for that movie. Not for any other other reason that I just didn't think it was that great a movie. <laughs> but he's like I, and he's like, Yeah, I just I can't get behind that. I, I anything with that lifestyle, like it's just disgusting and unchristian. And I was just like well, that's not whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't like that movie for two different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and Art, but, uh, I'm glad that you brought that up, man. Uh, there's, there's a Christian folks are so weird. Um, 
today, uh, today there is a, a pastor uh, who is is doing a series um, about, I guess, like controversial takes. They're they're doing a series about controversial takes, uh, and you know, as Christians, what does the Bible say? And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about these things that people that Christians are too afraid to talk about because they might get canceled. Today is the first thing on the series. Uh, they're talking about LGBTQ and what the Bible says. Uh, and it's like, yo, like they don't, it doesn't say, it doesn't say shit about LGBTQ. It doesn't say anything. There wasn't a concept about loving homo, uh, uh, LGBTQ relationships. That wasn't a thing at all. And the Bible doesn't talk about it. And I can go into it a whole bunch more, but he's going to go in there and he's going to have this misconception, but Christians, conservatives, what's going on in Florida, the, the pushback against homosexuality and LGBTQ and these loving and trans folks and these loving relationships that people just want to love people, right? And, and be married and, and, and adopt, being able to adopt. The whole concept behind why they think that way, like, oh, like, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not down for that lifestyle. I'm not down for this movie because of this lifestyle. The way that conservative folks and Christian folks think of, of uh, LGBTQ folks, it's that it's not, it's not a thing who you are. It's a thing that you do. For example, uh, I don't uh, like Jacob and Art. I don't know like your, your, what you do in your bedroom, right? I don't know what y'all do in your bedroom. Uh, but you know, a lot some of things. People, doggy style. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's so think of it like this, man. Like, I like, like, <laughs> think of it like this, like, man, like, I don't know, Jacob, man, like, you might be into some kinky stuff, like, you know, like bondage or whatever, you know what mm. I mean? Like, you know, like tie me up and spank me and do all these things, right? Like, mm. hey, like, like, hey, that might be your thing. That's all good, right? That's all good. <laughs> You're like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go, let's do it. Uh, but essentially, that act, right? You that you do in the bedroom, this thing that you that you enjoy, and there's nothing wrong with it, right? Whatever that's in private, whatever. That thing that you do, that is how conservatives and Christian folks look at LGBTQ folks. That's not who you are. It's a thing. It's you a do. sex act that you do. You're not queer. You're not. You're not. You're. You're not. That's not your ideology. That's not who you are as a person. Being queer is a sex act that you're doing in public. Uh, Jacob, you're taking your ropes, you know, and you're out in, at East High, you know, at the, you know, and during their, their lunchtime and you're out there and you're tying people up and you're spanking <laughs> them in public and you're doing all this crazy stuff. That, that would be, that, that's, that, I don't think you would do that. No one would, no one does that. No one does that. That is how... LGBTQ folks are seen. You're doing something disgusting in public. You're looking at porn in public. You're you're that creepy old man in the library, you know, <laughs> with the with the speakers are uh, the speakers are on and full, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's like doing yeah, doing all that stuff. That is how it's seen. That's how it's seen, and so it's like, man, like, oh. For your, and that's why uh, I think, you know, the whole, uh, uh, the, the Florida bill and the don't say gay bill in Florida and, and a lot of people on online, they're saying things like groomer, okay, groomer, oh, you're, you're an LGBTQ advocate, all right, then you're grooming, you're a grooming person as in, 
and to say that as in like you want kids to to be involved in some sort of gross illegal sex act that's that's who you are because you advocate for those things that's how christians view uh, uh lgbtq folks and that is crazy to me and i think that's like exactly to your point or yeah i don't agree with that lifestyle it's like bro like that's just it's just like saying like i don't agree with you being black i don't agree yeah. with you wearing <laughs> your glasses the art how dare you have you know, you know, your, your eyes, what's wrong with your eyes, man? You're, you're unnatural, man. Like you're, how dare you wear glasses? God created your eyes. Perfect. If God wants you blind. You go blind. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think that, you know, maybe we've taken some steps back and made like fringe thoughts and ideas with like the LGBTQ plus community, like become more relevant. Um, and I just I just hear that so much right now. And that's totally like tied into like the whole like being Christian thing. Like this makes me uncomfortable. Like you dressing like a woman <laughs> makes me feel weird. Like it's just like what? Like this, it's just so strange that that's where we are right now. And what bothers me as a parent now, like now I start to see things through this eyes is when they weaponize their children against their their uh, phobias is it's like, well, I don't want my kid seeing that. What if he turns gay? Well, I don't want my kid seeing that because uh, it's going to corrupt it, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, I don't think that does anything in their development or their choices or anything like that. And, you know, I look at my son and if he grows up to be gay or whatever, that's just how he, you know, yeah. that's just him or whatever, like art's eyes or whatever, right? He needs glasses for his eyes or whatever. Or, you know, my child, if he grows up to be a gay man or whatever, like he just needs the love of another man, you know, to feel, you know, sexually gratified. Yeah, and I mean, in no and way it, does that me, make him a bad person. No, like, and it's, it's not going to make me love him any less or anything like that. And it's just like, it's not like he's going to bring his boyfriend or his husband or whatever over for Thanksgiving dinner and like start, you know, doing homosexual acts right across from the turkey and the gravy or whatever yeah. right like i know that doesn't mean that at all it just means that you know that that's just who he is as a person and you can either choose that, that's not his choice but you can make the choice to either love the person or hate them based upon that yeah. and then to me it's just like I, it goes back to like Jesus says in the most simplest forms, just like you're supposed to love thy neighbor. Like I'm still love my son. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just, it doesn't change that at all, you know? And I think I, I it's like, again, like I said, that psychology term of mirroring and whatnot, right. Where like they're, they're saying that like, that's a choice or whatever. Right. And they're mirroring their frustration to make the choice to hate when they know they've been instructed to love. And it's just, that's what I think it is too. Yeah. I, it just, it trips me out when I think of that coworker. Cause this, this coworker, I mean, like I said, I don't want to make him sound like a terrible person. Cause this guy, this guy, he's a big religious guy. And, um, but um, I guess he embodies a lot of what we're talking about. And he's a dude that would go to prisons and like talk to prisoners about like being like born again Christians. And like, he's, he's so willing to give people a second chance that he goes to prisons and does all this stuff. But the idea of watching a movie of an actor playing a gay person is so extreme to him that he's just like, Nope, not even messing with that. You know what's <laughs> fucked up about that too, is like the whole Freddie Mercury thing. He did come from a very conservative family where like he did not, you know, he was uncomfortable with coming out as a bisexual man mm -hmm. where he just he just over 
hyped up like the, the the his love for women or whatever like he had like that that friend that yeah, he was yeah. in love with it was a girl or whatever but like it wasn't holy love or whatever because it was just like he also had like the side that loved men as well you know and like the movie does show that and it's just like to me like that's a good lesson to learn because it's just like oh wow this guy went however old, old freddie mercury was when he died you know 40 years of his life being at conflict because he was so concerned about you know letting down his parents because of you know who he actually was and whatnot. Yeah. It's just like that to me is just like that. I mean, you you hear so many like to me they're just like BS lines, like the line of like hate the sin, not the sinner, and it's like that is such a like I hear that a lot from. It's always like Christian conservatives that drop those lines, and it's like, dude, like, like is this a sin? Like, or was this in the sin bucket in the sin? category here of like two dudes kissing in a park like oh that's a sin right there dude like <laughs> love should not be viewed by these eyes or whatever like it's just like it's it's so strange to me like that the, i mean let's just face it like there's things that make certain people feel uncomfortable and they get overhyped and over like demonized or demonized in general that it's just like it it's terrible like you know i, I brought this up a couple of weeks ago like the whole like you know uh, transgender athletes and all this stuff. And like, that's happening in like the smallest percentage. Like it's not even happening in a big scale, but yeah, it gets tr- like, Oh, let's demonize it. Let's make it sound like every, Oh, Michael Phelps is turning into a woman so he can compete against women now. Like, and it's just like, dude, that's not even happening. Like, why are we like turning like transgender people into like these like demons that want to take over every sport? Like, Oh dude, LeBron James wants to compete in the WNBA now. Oh, like that's not <laughs> happening. Like, Everybody needs to chill out. Stop demonizing these transgender people and like, like and art. And that's funny that you say that, man. That's because again, looking back at history, Christians are really good and right and politicians and right wing folks are really good about making uh, making an enemy about something that's not an enemy. Even looking back at like the the Cuban missing the missile crisis or communism. You know, back yeah. in the 50s, we're talking about, uh, you know, communism, like, ah, oh, communism. Everyone hates communism, right? Yeah. Those communists, we have to look for them, right? Uh, but essentially, it's making a, a, it's creating a threat. There's always has to be a us versus them, right. us versus them. All throughout history, you can see it and where evangelicals were, where Christian churches were. It's an us versus them. You know, and even looking at Martin Luther King Jr., that's not too far long ago, but you have churches actively not in line with Martin Luther King Jr. And that dude's a Christian dude, right? He's an actual uh, priest. <laughs> he's an actual priest. He's a pastor. He's a reverend, right? He preaches and he loves Jesus, right? But for a majority of evangelical churches at that time, uh, Billy Graham, Billy Graham. I'm pretty sure you've heard of Billy Graham, yeah, yeah, very yeah. popular, very big guy uh, in, in the evangelical world. He was alive during Martin Luther King Jr. while he was uh, out there protesting. But you never seen Billy Graham with Martin Luther King Jr. Never seen him because of the way that he took on the Bible and said, all right, like I, he's over there and I'm over here. It's an us versus them. It's always an us versus them. There's always an enemy instead of being like, oh man, like convict me, convict my heart. Oh Lord, search me, oh Lord, and get rid of the things that are, that are within me. Instead of being like, you know what? I'm going to take a stand with my brother in Christ and speak against these injustices that are happening. 
And actually he's like, oh, I'm going to stay away from that along with a lot of other churches. I'm going to stay away from that or condemn it, go another step further and condemn it. Uh, what Martin Luther, and then, you know, today everyone's like, oh, I love this guy. Oh yeah, yeah I love this guy. I love, oh yeah, I love this guy. I'll take Monday off. <laughs> Except but, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> do, they, do they really not take Mondays off in Arizona? I knew it was a, Mar- I knew it was a thing where they didn't observe it. I don't know if in 2022 it's still a thing, but I know at a point in history, it might still be concurrent that Arizona was the only state in the union that federally did not take Monday off for Martin Luther King Day. That sounds racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds very racist. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, either way, and today, man, it's trans kids. It's the sports stuff. It's 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 LGBTQ. Uh, that is the 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 communism. We have to find the bad guy. We have to fight against it. That always an us versus them. There's the bad guy. We have to destroy them in any sense possible. And in this case, it's with legislation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the big thing that's happening right now. The don't say gay thing. Even I'm a big Disney fan in general, but uh, and Disney usually tends to be as like middle of the ground. Like we don't want to have any strong opinions. But um, obviously, Disney World in Disney in in Florida, um, they came out and they backed them and said like we're gonna you know that we're not gonna stand with the, the with that bill that's happening over there and that Disney doubled down by releasing all this. Like, of course, Disney is always going to merch is like, is like gold to them. So they released all this Disney LGBTQ plus stuff in, in, in both parks, but it's like, it's very big right now over there. And so all these people were like, we're banning Disneyland now, like Disney world and Disneyland. You guys are on our bad guy list now because like <laughs> you guys are like LGBTQ plus now. It's like, Screw yeah, you guys remember like oh. back, like when we were kids like remember i guess like uh there was a supposed a supposed gay day at disneyland and like everybody was like losing their shit like i'm never taking my children dude, there's a gay days at every baseball stadium in the world like yeah, yeah like dude like yeah i mean this just is now like you know you can you can go to dodgers gay night you can go to la galaxy's gonna have theirs in like two weeks from now and like it's just a day to like, you just go and get cool merch. Like you get a LA galaxy Jersey with the rainbow on it. It's like, dude, that's a collector's item. I got to have it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But like they were a bit, there was a big uproar about that. Like, Oh, Disney, they're only catering to the homosexuals. They're making (laughs) Donald duck and and Mickey are doing anal at the castle, dude. (laughs) 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 <laughs> anyway, oh, sorry. No. I go. I would go pretty extreme. I go hard, yeah. <laughs> just like Mickey. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's, that's all right. If he wants to, that's all hey, right. Hey, that's all good. It's weird. That's kind of bestiality, kind of. I don't know. Love the center height. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, I, I feel you on that. I think that there is an always us versus them mentality, and it's sad that you know I I don't know what it's going to be like thirty years from now. Who the new us versus them is going to be? You know. But not it, even not even 30 years, man. It could be next week. There's it's like they're the Christian folks are gonna find something to cancel, which yeah. they again they're the ones being persecuted, they're the ones that are being canceled. But just like the gay day at Disneyland, man, we're gonna cancel that. We're gonna boycott Starbucks for not celebrating Christmas. How dare you not? There's the always Christmas, something, yeah. yeah. There's a big thing that Christians feel like they're being persecuted because of the war on Christmas, right? There's always something that's going to come up and it's not within 30 years. It's going to be next week, tomorrow, sometime this week, there's going to, they're going to find something and create an enemy out of them. 
Oh, instead of loving. Yeah. So uh, we've ran pretty long on this. I think we could probably do like a part three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, oh, 10, 11, snaps. 12. Oh, my bad, man. We're no, 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 no. You're time. fine. No, it's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It just means that, E-Man, you're going to have to come back on. I would love to. I mean, like I, like I said, man, I, I talk too much. No, it's <laughs> good, so, man. Yeah. We've had some guests on that are like, hey, my name is Carl, dude. We had one <laughs> guest on, like, and I, did, I forgot that they were there. And oh. <laughs> all of a sudden they coughed I'm like, what the heck? what was that what? <laughs> there's a demon in this room someone get out the stage no no so it's, it's beautiful but um thank you for coming on e-man is there anything else uh, or like is there a, a bow that you would like to put on this like yeah, how, how uh, should we be that's good man i think that um if there's christians i don't know if there's christians out there that um that listen to your show uh but if there are you're not alone in, in, in the things that you are trying to figure out. There, you're not alone. Um, it, it's called, I know we didn't even get to talk about it, like deconstruction or whatever, but, you know, it's okay to not believe what you used to believe. And it, whatever it is that you need to do in order to find healing from your past or even healing in the present because, oh, snaps, like, I don't believe in Jesus anymore. Oh, snaps, I don't believe in heaven anymore. Some people get devastated. Some people get in, in very, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, very depressed for, for changing those thoughts. And, and for whoever's out there that goes through uh, uh, um, their faith, a struggle of faith or losing their faith or running away from their faith, you're not alone. Uh, you're absolutely loved. Uh, do what you can to find that healing. Uh, and if and if I'm the only one that's telling you today out there, hey, I, I love you. Uh, you're loved. Um, I'm, and I'm fighting for you. That's Thanks deep, for having me on, good, guys. No, thank you, man. It's, it's been a long time coming. And I know I'm going to have to ask you on to come in some more. So uh, if, if it's OK with art. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Art, do you got anything else, sir? Uh, no, that's it. I mean, obviously, thank you for coming on. I think that, you know, you've, you know, I don't, like I've said, I think I said this on today's episode, like, I don't really consider myself uh, a Christian anymore, but I, I do, I always like to, um, I like, I like actual discussion and I like conversation. I think that if there's been one thing that's like hindered that over the last couple of years is that people confuse like arguments on social media for conversation. And I think even when I talk to people that I don't agree with, like my coworker or things like that, like there's actual dialogue and conversation. And I think doing it in a, in a thoughtful way, like actually talking to people face to face and and like not trying to like gotcha kind of thing. Like I always try to encourage people, like, don't try to just gotcha. Like, ah, see, like according to this, like it says you're lame and like, or whatever it is. But like, I think actual having like conversation, finding common ground, like you're never going to find someone who's as identical thoughts i'm sure there's things that we will disagree on there's things that me and jacob disagree on and like we just don't harp on that like yeah you know we just i don't go like jacob we need to discuss why you like joe rogan i don't like <laughs> what's going on with it like it's it's just really not what our you know our friendship is built on like we we've focused on like the things that we share on more than we than the things that we disagree on and you learn from it too just for a good example like this guy took me to an la galaxy soccer game not in a million years would I ever think that I would uh, fall in love with soccer, which I'm like slowly doing because of this guy, like showing me his perspective on life. 
And I guess that's another good bow tie. It's just like, yeah, we need to learn from each other. Yeah, we can harp on like, you know, like you're a fight Christian or whatever. But like if we can learn to like see things from our perspective. And I say that for myself as well. Sometimes I get stuck in the, the sand as well. And like, no, 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 no. And then I start becoming the Ouroboros that starts eating its own tail and whatnot. So it's just like, I think that's the big, big thing too. It's like seeing things from multiple perspectives because just whatever your personal truth may be, doesn't mean it's an absolute truth. Yeah. Amen. 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 <laughs> all right. So with that said, uh, Amen. I know you put all your stuff on the um, uh, on the the Zoom feed right there. So uh, if you're if you're watching the YouTube, Amen. Supply that. But if you're listening to the audio only version of this podcast, which 1,766 people usually do every week, Amen. Uh, where can they find you at? Yeah, uh, Twitter, Instagram, same handle, Emmanuel's with us, E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L-S-W-I-T-H-U-S, Emmanuel's with us. Cool. You got anything cool that you're working on you want people to check out? Oh, my gosh. What am I working on? You know, I gosh, I'm so consumed with my uh, nonprofit work that I do, working with, like, uh, former inmates and fel- felons and whatnot. Uh, trying man, to get them you're back. a man of lore, dude. Like, <laughs> everything about you, I'm like, dude, this guy is dope as hell. Didn't even get to talk about that stuff, right? But either way. Uh, I want to get so you in my bedroom and tie you up, boy. <laughs> hey, man, it's all <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, what, about, what am I working on? I, I mean, gosh, nothing, nothing at the moment. Uh, you know, usually I make music or whatever, but that's always like when I have time again, cause I'm, I'm so busy with family and, and work. Uh, but eventually, you know, something will come up and if you follow the, the social medias, you'll, you'll see it. Nice. So, uh, with that said, guys, uh, if you want to follow us guys, I highly recommend you follow us on all the social medias at art and Jacob do America, except for Twitter. We are at art and Jacob do a one. Because, man, sometimes that's just how a steak is done. And I don't feel like changing the Twitter handle. That's just funnier mm-hmm. that way. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, get us there. Uh, join the Facebook group uh, where we have a discussion similar to this. Uh, you know, people disagree, agree or whatnot. But there's some good conversation going on over there. Uh, follow the YouTube page uh, where all of these uh, podcasts are posted in video form. You get to see uh, our beautiful beautiful faces up there uh, with a little uh, cheesy MS uh, paint graphics that I'll slide in there or whatnot. Uh, so follow us there. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to patreon.com slash Art Jacob Do America, where every single week Art and I put together a bonus episode for your listening pre- pleasure. And nine times out of ten, those episodes over on the Patreon are better than the actual episode that you're hearing for free. Uh, this week, might not be any uh, an exception it's it's on par it's a banger yeah it's a, it's also a banger but it's probably on par with this great episode that we had today with emmanuel you, you always know it's a good episode when you're just like oh man we got to stop it like you yes. know it's like you know, there's episodes you know they suck when it's like all right dude it's uh you got anything else and it's like only 10 minutes into it and it's like, <laughs> yeah dude like who's your favorite pokemon charizard is pretty cool dude <laughs> Yeah, so this week was not one of those. It was, it was a really great Patreon. And, uh, shout out to E-Man once again for that. Uh, if you want to uh, listen to some other great podcasts, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to podbelly.com, uh, where we are on that network. Uh, listen to other great podcasts, such as the great powerful Sofa King. Unfortunately, uh, our buddy Eddie is no longer on the Podbelly network, but you can hear other great Dang. podcasts, such as Paranormal Punchers and hillbilly horror stories so if you want to hear some scary shit head on over there if you want to get some infotainment check out so but other than that guys emmanuel once again thank you for coming on i love you 
on the inside and out. So uh, with that said, everybody, goodbye. Good night. Good night.